Hey there, on this week's podcast, I am talking all about self-care and how slowing down can actually help you speed up in your business. So let's dig in. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Welcome back, everybody. It's Christy from... Brave and Boss, the podcast, and also known as the CEO and founder of Encircled. I'm happy to be back with you guys today, and I'm recording this episode, which will be more focused on the mindset side of things. So we've had a couple of episodes focused on very tactical things you can do in your business. And if you miss those, definitely go back and have a listen, because the last two actually had free printables with it, which is a nice little bonus that I created for you guys. But this week's podcast is all about slowing down and taking time for self-care and for you and how that can actually help you accelerate your business. Now, that may sound counterintuitive. And speaking from the experience of being a self-described workaholic, um, that definitely didn't feel intuitive to me. And I'm going to say that like starting off, there are definitely seasons in your business where you are going to have to go all out. Um, running a product-based business is a massive endeavor and there's definitely seasons, depending on your product too, where um, you're going to have to invest more time in. So for example, if you are running an e-commerce business, um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, the holiday time, that is a big push for people. Um, so expect to work some long hours around that time. But, you know, Jan, Fab are definitely lower intensity in the retail space and same with the summer. So, you know, ideally you can take your foot off the gas at that time. But what I'm here today to do is to give your, you essentially some permission to take some more self-care for yourself and protect your own energy and start to create some boundaries around work. And I speak from a space of progress, not perfection. I am working on this myself. So I'm going to share with you what has worked with for me so far um, and how that's playing into my business as well as this podcast and everything around that. So hopefully you'll find some value in that transparency. As you may know, I started uh, Encircled My Ethical Fashion Line when I was working full-time as a management consultant And the challenge with that is management consulting isn't like working at a cafe or something like that. Uh, You actually travel full time pretty much. So I was on an airplane every single week. I was hopping to client sites from different locations and all the time kind of like unsettled. And then I worked really long hours. So oftentimes when I was at client sites, I would be required to go out for dinner with a client or work on actual other work in the evenings. And it kind of was made to feel like it wasn't optional. So working on Encircle on the side was like a really tricky endeavor. I basically only worked on it when I was on the plane or when I was at home on the weekends. So I needed to really optimize my time. 
And part of that was that I had to miss out on some stuff and I really had to grind. Now, this was like six years ago. And honestly, if I had to do that pace right now, I think I would die because I feel like I'm just way too old for that right now. But at that time, I think I had a lot of energy and I had a lot of passion behind the idea and you know, working full time and hustling on the side isn't for everybody, but there's also something to be said for having the security of a full time salary job while building your dream on the side. There's something that's very motivating about that, but also very safe. Um, and it's definitely not for everybody, but for me, it worked out pretty well. So I would say those times of my life were pretty crazy. But during that phase of the business building structure, I didn't have any employees. So I was just myself and I was kind of defining my own hours and how much I was working. And it was a lot, but I was also doing things for myself and trying to fit in, um, you know, healthy eating and workouts and stuff like that to balance my life out a little bit. Now, fast forward to two years later, um, you know, and I quit my job and I decided, you know, I'm going to go into Encircle full time. And I decided to get an office space and all those things. And the first thing I did was actually first I didn't get an office space. First I worked from my home and that was, um, in retrospect, a necessary process. But I also started taking all these vacations because I was very excited to be out of, um, you know, not under somebody else's control. So, I also wasn't paying myself a salary. So there's a lot of factors going on here that if you listen to a couple of episodes back, I talk about how not to be financially responsible when you quit your job. But um, I went on all these vacations. I was practicing what I would say I thought was epic self-care, but I was really being a bit irresponsible. Um, I was building my business too at the same time, but I wasn't as focused as I would like to be. And I think I was just so overwhelmed with the new freedom of and, you know, being my own boss and really relishing in that. Um, but things did get very serious when I got off of space and especially when I started hiring people. I mean, that was like the pivotal moment because I had never had anybody work for me as like my own boss. I'd had team members, um, for sure work for me at other companies and I had a fairly large team at several of my jobs. And I was very concerned with like how hard I was working. Once I had somebody working for me, I didn't want them to think I was slacking. It was very, very weird. So I pushed myself really, really hard. And the first couple of years kind of working with employees and stuff like that, I got really run down. I was gaining weight. I was eating unhealthily. I was binge eating at night chips and just whatever I could get my hands on. I was so run down. I would get sick all the time. I started getting all these weird sicknesses. So like, I remember I like cut my finger and I got like super infected and was like, that's never happened before. And like, what else happened? I also, um, oh, I burnt myself and that got really infected. Like I'm just getting all these weird, I had like a thousand bladder infections in a row that I couldn't get rid of. I was just getting all these things and it was because my body was so, so run down from just working all the time, never taking a break and not looking after myself. So that was about four years into Encircled. And I have to say, I've done a lot better since then. But as I say again, I'm not perfect. But I'm going to share with you a few things that I think have worked really well for me. 
So number one is scheduling in what I would call self-care. So finding, first of all, you have to find those practices that create self-care for you. I was just at the RISE conference by the ACE class and uh, there was a speaker there, Stephanie, and she was talking about how there's a major difference between self-comfort and self-care. Self-comfort being like taking a bottle of wine and a bag of chips and numbing out in front of a TV for five hours, whereas self-care would be like running yourself a bath and putting on your favorite classical album and reading a nice book in the bath. Like there's a difference between something nourishing, replenishing versus something um, to just take the pain away or take the stress away. And finding those self-care practices, I think will be critical to balancing your life as an entrepreneur. For me, the things that I find, I still also, I'll say I still practice self-comfort sometimes, but self-care for me is working out even when I don't want to. Taking the dog for a walk is one of my favorite self-care practices. Um, calling a friend or FaceTiming with a friend or going for dinner or sushi with a friend is something I find very replenishing. Um, yoga, meditation, um, sleep. Sleep cannot be underrated as <laughs> self-care practice because it is one. So finding those self-care practices and what works for you is critical. If you're looking for ideas, just Google it. People on the internet have great ideas on these, but schedule it in. So what I do actually is I'll go through my calendar at the beginning of the week and I'll figure in where can I fit in everything. And I do this not only with everything I have to do at the beginning of the week, but also um, my self-care. So I'll look at my schedule and I'll say, okay, let's look at mm, Wednesday. Do I have time in the evening? Can I do a workout? Like, you know, and I'll literally schedule it and I'll sign up online for the workout, put in my schedule and it's in there. And then it's done. I don't have to think about it. The second thing I started doing was eating healthier. So I went into a phase, I remember a couple of years ago where I was so busy at work and every single day on the way to work, I would get a McDonald's egg McMuffin and a hash brown and a coffee and I try and throw a tomato on it and lettuce to make it a bit healthier. But in reality, and I know egg McMuffins are not the worst thing in the world, but they're not healthy to have all the time. I actually, the Meg McMuffin window lady, she knew me so well. The McDonald's lady, I still see her periodically. Like, let's be honest, I'm not giving up Meg McMuffins forever, although I don't eat meat anymore. But the lady at the McDonald's near our office, she knows me because I was there every day. And it was, I remember it was during one of those times when you had like Monopoly, the game Monopoly for McDonald's. And Honestly, it was like I was winning. I was winning stuff. I was so close on every single thing because I collected so many pieces. Um, but that's just somebody who's not leaving enough time in the day for nourishment and proper food. So what I've done is a couple of things, and they're definitely not the cheapest solutions, but I think they're very worthwhile. So I do a lot of meal prep. So for breakfast, I will pre-make smoothies in the evening. Um, some great recipes right now. I'm vegetarian so or pescatarian so I don't eat meat or drink dairy but um I love the minimalist baker cookbook I love Oshi glows um those are the majority of where I get my recipes for my smoothies and then I usually add in protein powder if they don't have it listed um and it can be quite nice for a way to start the day I also start to make sure that my office has snacks in it like healthy snacks like coconut almond butter and rice cakes and stuff like that, or I'll store bread there or something to have toast in the morning or bananas. 
Um, you cannot underestimate the power of nourishment and how it impacts your mood and your brain. Um, and being an entrepreneur, we have to be firing on all cylinders at all times. So it's important to have that nourishment. And then I also started getting meals delivered. So I started this, originally I started getting chef's plate, which some of you guys, if you're American, I don't know if you have chef's plate. I think you have something else. Um, what is it called in the States? Blue apron. I guess it's very similar to that where you meal prep, they send you all the ingredients and you put it together and you feel like you're cooking. Um, and what I was finding was that it was taking so long and the portion sizes were so small. I just felt like it was so wasteful of my time to do that. So I actually started ordering in pre-made meals and it's not the cheapest. I think it works out to be, mm, I think it's about $10 plus tax per meal, which is not the worst. It's all vegan, um, mostly organic, um, really healthy and it's a local company. They're lovely. They're based in Toronto called Saver Living. They deliver it every single week, six meals to my office. And I don't have to think about it. I've got my lunches and dinners covered for the majority of the week. The portion sizes are excellent. It's healthy. Um, so I've been doing that with them for, I think about six months, but before I was with a different service, when I was eating meat, I gave up meat in the summer. Um, and that was a really big game changer because I realized number one, I wasn't eating enough food. I wasn't eating at the right time and I was eating the wrong stuff and that can really throw off your digestive system and your, again, your mood as well. So if you have ways that you can optimize your eating, whether it's outsourcing it or meal prepping or batch cooking or something like that, I think that will make a difference in your day and your mood as an entrepreneur. So the third thing I've done to get my life a little bit more in balance as an entrepreneur that you can try is movement. So in January, 2017, I got a puppy. Uh, before that, I would be very, very common for me to just sit in front of a computer for like 10 hours, 12 hours and not, not even get up to shower or drink or whatever. I was so into it, but having a dog and having a puppy in particular forces you to go outside and walk the dog. And it's actually become a really nice ritual. So I think if I didn't even have the dog with me, like sometimes when she's boarding with somebody or if she's somewhere for the night, I honestly want to go outside and just take a walk myself because it's a really nice practice. You can listen to a podcast. Um, and take yourself outside for a bit and just get, get moving. If you're not a, into the gym, that's like a great alternative. If you aren't the gym or you have a gym located or maybe you're super self-motivated and I'm jealous right now, if this is you who can work out in your home, um, then do that. Like there's lots of great apps. There's a free app. The Nike app has great fitness workouts, which are excellent. Um, or join a gym or a workout class in your neighborhood. I just joined something in my neighborhood called Strive Life, and it's basically a um, hit style kind of class as a team. And I just find it's really, really low pressure, low judgment, fun, and team based. And I want to actually go to it. I only go a couple times a week, but for me, it's a nice break. Um, other things, you know, from a mindset perspective, I think working on your mindset is really critical. 
Um, and you can do that a couple of different ways. So one way that I found is really effective is to get a journal. So I use the five minute journal. Uh, you could use any kind of journal and just building in a daily gratitude practice. I think as you're growing your business, you are going to run into so much stuff. So it's really important to, um, focus not only on the challenges, but also the opportunities and all the good things and look back at how far you've come so far in your business. Because even though you may be listening to this and thinking, I'm not there yet, I'm not that big, this business is still so small, like think of all the stuff you've done to get to where you are today. And it's probably a lot. So, you know, there's somebody out there probably looking at your business saying, oh my God, I wish I was where he or she is today. Um, just like you may look at my business and think that or somebody else's business. And I look at other people's businesses and think that. So you're always helping somebody along the way and you're always farther ahead or a little bit behind somebody. So it's just nice to accept that and just be present and, you know, express gratitude for where you are and what you've experienced. Um, the other thing that I think is important is to build in some sort of, um, meditation practice. I know everybody talks about this, but I happen to think just the entrepreneurial brain is bananas and we think about so much stuff. We make so many decisions and we deal with a lot of anxiety and stress, quite honestly, because of that. And I've been using the Calm app for a couple of years, I think now. And I really like that. There's also Insight Timer, which is a free one for meditations. Um, I recently joined a meditation studio. Uh, which is something pretty different, but I also enjoy going to that as well. But just something to take your, your, yourself out of your head because we can all get really stuck in our brains and it's not good for us to live there sometimes. And you may not be good at it right away. Maybe you start with five minutes and that's all you can do. You know, sometimes I go to meditation class and I just sit there and think about stuff the whole time, which is totally not the point. But the point is to keep going back and trying to figure out different ways to do it. So meditation or some sort of mindfulness practice, I think, is really critical to um, really owning your self-care and slowing down. So taking these practices, you can just think about right now, probably you're thinking this takes a lot of time. Like you're telling me to slow down and do all the self-care and when am I going to actually work on my business? Well, the point is, is that when you're really burnt out and you're not focused and you're overly caffeinated and you're eating garbage, you're not going to feel great and your mindset's not going to be good. Your brain is not going to be on point. So you're not even going to work as smart as you could. I made so many silly mistakes when I was in like the height of my stress and not eating very well that I wouldn't have made if I was actually taking care of myself. So that's why I say like you can totally slow down to speed up. And I feel the pressure too all the time. Like I've been trying to like work less a little bit this year and it's going okay. Um, I am still working quite a bit, quite honestly, but I am instituting a lot of self-care around that work. And it's a season right now where I need to work a lot, but I also noticed that I need to manage that because, you know, that idea that you have to grind so hard every single day, it's just not sustainable. It's not sustainable for you. It like, if you're married or you have kids or partner, like it really impacts them as well. So the idea that you can slow down, replenish, and then when you are working, be super laser focused and work so hard and be so organized and so goal oriented that your working time when you are working is so much more efficient because of all that self-care you're doing. 
that is how you slow down to speed up. Does that make sense? So I think thinking about that a little bit differently is important. And that's an important practice for me too. But I also think like there's a pressure out there that like, you know, you'll see other people doing things and, you know, their businesses are supposedly building faster than yours. You want to keep working and grinding, but you know what? You never know what somebody's business is actually like until you get on the inside of their business. There's a lot of people out there who purport to have these massive businesses. And when you actually see some of their revenue numbers, it's shocking. And even some of those really big revenue number companies make no profit. So just think of where you are today, be appreciative for that and express gratitude for that. So the last thing I'll talk about, about slowing down to speed up is really finding a group of people that you can connect with about this. I think it's important to find your inner circle or your tribe, whatever you want to call it, like people who believe in this thing that you're doing as well. People who believe that self-care is important. People believe that, you know, building a business is important. You know, finding that network is important and you may not be able to find that in person. Maybe you can find it virtually and maybe you can find it with people that don't even know they're part of your network. So for example, maybe you just follow a bunch of people on Instagram who inspire you with self-care ideas, or maybe you listen to a bunch of podcasts that talk about that and you kind of start to build from there. Or maybe you gr- join some Facebook groups or something dedicated around some of these things and mindset. Just try and surround yourself with people who are embracing this kind of mindset because it will only help you become more sure and not fall into that trap of always working, always grinding, um, as much as possible. And I have to say like all these changes I've made in the last year, um, you know, going vegan, I went off, off birth control. I normalized my hormones. I started moving more. I started getting the meal delivery. Like I've actually lost weight without even trying, which is good. Um, and I've started sleeping better. I've started, I've noticed my skin is better. Um, and just my mood is so much better. So I think just making little tweaks and seeing how it feels like maybe one week you try stuff, maybe this whole podcast episode just overwhelmed you, but maybe one week you just try one thing. Maybe you try one yoga class or one meditation for five minutes and just see how it makes you feel afterwards. And ask yourself, did that make you feel good or bad or stressed out or relaxed? And if it made you feel good and relaxed, let's keep doing it and try and do it maybe for another five minutes every other night and build up to that practice. Self-care isn't meant to be like totally um, hardcore, but if you do find some of the ideas that I talked about, like having a um, more regular regimented kind of scheduled in practice helpful. If that works for your type A personality like mine, then go to it. If you're more ad hoc about it and you like to decide day of that you're going to work out, cool. Whatever works for you. And that's the important thing to remember is that like there's no silver bullet solution. I talk about this a lot with marketing, but just with self-care, what works for one person may not work for you. You have to kind of test and learn and figure out what works. So, all right, guys, that was my episode on how to slow down in order to speed up. If you like this kind of content, let me know. Leave me a rating on iTunes. I'd love to get more reviews on there because it really helps me reach more people like you and help more entrepreneurs who are building their businesses too. 
All right. Take care, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts, and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.